0: There's joy in every journey.
2: Uh, let's talk to Patrick here. Patrick, I was just asking about Fields and what he was able to accomplish there in, in you know Chicago. Was it lack of coaching? Was it the turnover with the coaching staff? How much of this is on him in the inconsistencies that we've seen?
1: Well, he walked into a weird situation in that uh, the Bears drafted him in the first round and then decided Andy Dalton was going to be the quarterback to start. The season, Justin took over a couple years ago, four or five games in. Uh, Matt Nagy then gets fired, so you've got a new co- or new general manager, new head coach, new offensive coordinator. That's a bad situation for anybody. But, you no, know, I think Justin would be the first to tell you that he needed to be better as well. Uh, they were, uh, you know, the Bears never quite clicked in the passing game. In the run game, uh, I, you know, last two years, they're probably the best running team in football, both with their running backs and with Justin, who did some pretty amazing things with the ball in his hand. But you need to be able to throw consistently in this league. You need to be able to complete passes when everybody in the stadium knows you're passing. And the Bears Mm -hmm. never really got to that point. Now, whether it was the coaches or him, that's a really interesting question because the league seems to have spoken. The Raiders hired Justin's offensive coordinator, Luke Gessie, after the Bears fired him. And the Saints hired Justin's quarterback's coach, Andrew Ginocco, after the Bears fired him. So the league seems to have voted that uh, Justin was more of the problem than the coaches were. And uh, it'll be really interesting to see wherever Justin ends up, whether he can prove him wrong.
3: And that's the thing, guys, is Patrick Finley joins us from the Sun-Times in chi here on the WadeForward.com hotline. When when he called out Getsy uh, we were here going, wow, it just seems like Getze's resume, he'd never been an OC before he went to Chicago in the NFL mm-hmm. at, at the pro level. So as a, as a guy that covers the Bears every day, was, was the offense playing to his skill set or not? I don't
1: think it was playing completely to Justin's skill set, but I, I, I do think that, at some point, uh, Justin needed to probably earn a little bit more trust uh, when it comes to throwing the ball. He he improved last year, uh, but, you know, you're looking at Luke Gessie's first year, Justin's got a pretty awful set of receivers around him uh, and a pretty bad football team, so it's not all yes. on him. But but he right. never really uh, was a, the kind of elite passer that you should build an offense uh, around. Now, when, when they switched midway through uh, Justin's second season, when they switched to – an offense that allowed Justin to run the football uh, on design quarterback runs. Uh, they did that on Monday night football two years ago in new England. Now, boy, that took off. And that's something that, that, that I think you can make a lot of hay out of uh, if you were willing to live with, you know, the fact that, you know, the passing element there just isn't exactly what you need.
2: Um, when you talk about the respect in the locker room, did he garner that from his teammates? Did, did, there was never an issue with teammates and Justin in that locker room, was there?
1: No, absolute respect. And, uh, you, know, and uh, you know, I'll tell you myself, I, I, I think the world of him is, is a guy. I think that, you know, work ethic has never been a question. Want to has never been a question. Love for the game has never been a question. Uh, this is a guy who, from a straight personality standpoint, you would love to be the centerpiece of your team because it would rub off on everyone else. And, uh, you know, I, I think Justin does all the right things. And I think in a market like Chicago, when everybody in the, in the city has been looking at him since day one, I think it's really hard to maneuver your way through there with you know only minimal slip-ups. He's had a couple of slip-ups, but nothing too crazy. Uh, so I commend him big time for the way he's handled himself and, and for the respect that he has uh, in the building here. That is not an issue one iota. And wherever he ends up, I think we'll be thrilled uh, to get to know him as a guy and, and to see the way he works.
3: If he lands in Atlanta, and right now it seems like we're the lead dog on this one, or because, you know, the Steelers don't seem to be moving on right now, they're going to give one more year to pick it. Do you think, with a, an again, I know it's a hypothetical, but an OC from the Rams and some pretty good skill sets, uh, talent wise, here, do you think he could be successful here? I do. I think he will, I think his best year is ahead of him. And,
1: you know, I think it's probably this upcoming season. I think the question you have to ask, though, is, you know, just how good will that passing element get to be good mm. enough? And, you know, remember, he's entering the fourth year of his deal. You can always give him that fifth-year uh, option and, and pick that up. But at some point, you got to decide whether or not you're going to pay him. And, you know, for me, you know, a big part of the reason why I believe the Bears are going to end up trading him is because he would he has a long way to go, I think, before I would be willing to pay him the way Jalen Hurts got paid for example Mm. and uh, you know is he going to show that in the next year I I I don't know um now I think he'll be more successful than he was with the Bears you know the Bears have a hundred years of quarterback garbage (laughs) that that every quarterback (laughs) who comes in here has to has to inherit and has to and they kind of have to wear it and and they have to Mm. carry that burden with them and that's stinks and that's hard so i think he'll be better once he goes somewhere else i just wonder whether uh, the passing element will be good enough to justify having to invest a lot of money in him pretty soon
2: we're talking with patrick finley chicago sun times bringing you more information on the potential moves that might be made by the falcons let's talk about the bears real quick you talk about justin being traded and i agree i think he will be but uh, is caleb williams hands down the guy that they're taking as you know right now number one heading into the combine next week
1: i don't think there's any if you're if you're just looking at film i think absolutely uh, one of the things that ryan poult's general manager talked about after the season was that you know boy he was going to spend a lot of time trying to get to know these guys off the field what makes them tick i mean keep in mind at this time last year you guys know this being in the state you're in You know, the number one draft pick at this time last year (laughs) did not end up going number one um, because, you know, uh, of a lot of things. And and some of it was people doing their homework on what was going on off the field. Uh, You know, I'm not saying that Caleb has any skeleton like that in his closet, but, uh, you know, the Bears, you know, are exploring and making sure that they're comfortable with everything that comes with drafting Caleb Williams. And that includes him being off the field and, and him being, you know, he's one of the great NIL, maybe the first NIL superstar. You know, the kind of guy who's got the kind of money to go to Formula One races and stuff like that. Right. So, you know, that's going to require some research. That's going to require some homework. But you know, I believe you know, I believe Caleb Williams is uh, by far, the, you know, their choice right. over the other guys at this point, right now, a week before the conference.
3: It is uh, Patrick Finley, guys. With us from Chicago Sun Times, we're getting the, the lowdown on Fields and what's going on up in Chicago here on Dukes and Bell. Here's the thing. We figured if there was other, another team involved, and now looks like the Steelers aren't. So the leverage the Bears would have maybe goes away a little bit. Can we get Fields hypothetically for a second rounder?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I think that that's about what the price is going to be. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I, I can't imagine anybody giving up a, a, a first-round pick for him unless you're at the very bottom of the first round. And, and you know, the truth is, and you guys know this, the really good teams drafted at the end of the first round, uh, the reason they're really good is they don't need a quarterback. They're fine. Right. So, yeah, right. I think a second-round pick makes sense. I wouldn't be surprised, you know, if there was, you know, uh, you know, if it went, you know, is it a two and maybe a future four a year, you know, sometimes – two years or something silly like that. but I, th- I think it too should get it done, uh, it, especially where the Falcons are drafting. That's, that's a pretty good draft pick. And, and remember guys, the bears don't have a second round pick this year. They traded it for Montez sweat in the middle of the last season. And that turned out to be a pretty good deal for them. Uh, he really uh, came into his own even more, Wound up leading both the bears and the commanders in sacks, which nobody's ever done before. Um, so uh, they could really use, a pick uh, somewhere after number nine and before the third round, because as we sit here right now, they've got
2: zero. Okay, so let's assume they go Caleb one. What do they do with nine?
1: Well, they need three. uh, They they have three pretty serious areas of need. They need a second receiver to go alongside D.J. Moore. They could use a left tackle to take the place of Braxton Jones, and they could use a defensive end to put opposite on Ted Sweat. I think uh, the order of importance is probably the way I laid it out there receiver, then O line, then D line. So, you know, you're sitting there. If, you know, I'm sure that the Bears are hoping that there's a run on quarterbacks early. I mean, maybe if J.J. McCarthy goes, you know, pretty high, you know, is right. there any chance he can go ahead of the Bears pick? If so, then they're bound to have options. And those options could be, you know, Alt or uh, Olu uh, at left tackle. Uh, those options could be. Uh, Rome, the, the Washington receiver, uh, I, I think would make a ton of sense, uh, for them at number nine, you know, and they could also look at the UCLA edge rusher if they're comfortable with the medicals there. Awesome. Uh, you know, they're going to be in a pretty good position there. You know, we laugh here in that, you know, you, you know the Caleb Williams, number one thing seems to have swallowed the city whole. Uh, but boy, that number nine picks a pretty good pick. <laughs> and in yes. most years, uh, that would, that would give uh, Chicago Bears fans plenty to talk about during the offseason uh you know if they just had that but to have that it, right now it almost feels like an afterthought
3: uh, we have about 30 seconds left patrick finley from the chicago sun times giving us a breakdown on the bears fields and more just real quick you mentioned montez sweat we really wanted him here but you guys had obviously more to offer pick wise mm-hmm. what about yannick inguakwe he'll be a free agent we need we always need edge rush here in atlanta has he got something left in the tank
1: that's a good question uh you know his numbers this year uh, kind of fell off a cliff when the Bears signed him during training camp last year, the big argument was that for him was that he'd been super consistent everywhere he'd been, even though he'd been a lot of places. Uh, his, his stats just kind of didn't live up to that. Uh, you know, I, I think as a situational pass rusher, I think he makes sense. I think he was a lot better once Montez Sweat gets here. Funny how that works. Um, and, uh, you know, he, I think he's a, he'd be a nice piece there, but I, I wouldn't put uh, too much ex- expectations on it. head.
2: Gotcha. How was, last thing, how was Justin's offensive line the last three years in Chicago, and how much did that play a role into his play, in your opinion?
1: Um, It was better last year, but it was pretty bad in his first two seasons. And, and, you know, you can look at some of those stats where he, you know, uh, where he spends a lot of time with the ball in his hand, and, and that's because of his athleticism. Uh, And, you know, some of those stats are really misleading, saying that he's got a ton of time to pass, and he really doesn't. He's just so good at getting away from people. But, you know, there is a question, and, you know, in this propped up early uh, this past season, he got better at it. um, And and he needs to keep getting better, but there's a question of him holding the ball too long. Uh, You know, we saw that early last season, Mm. and and he seemed to figure it out as time went on. But that's something I I keep an eye on for sure. That is a bugaboo of his that needs to get set
2: patrick man great job love reading your stuff chicago sun times curious to see what the bears do at the top of this draft and also what happens with justin fields who could be here in atlanta thank you so much hey thank you guys
0: you could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new hyundai santa fe visit hyundaiusa.com for more details hyundai there's joy in every journey